Hey, you guys, welcome to the Maine and Magic podcast, your stop for all things Disney. I'm your host, Dawn Brown, and this is episode number 13. Whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via Disney Entertainment, I'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience, and we're picking up lots of new friends along the way. You can catch the links to our audio recordings via our website at mainandmagic.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Just search for the Main and Magic podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Main and Magic, and after the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. Today, we're talking about how to book a Walt Disney World vacation in 2021. Disney vacations are logistically different right now, and our travel advisor, Katie, joins me to give us the details you need to know before you try to go. She gives us the lowdown on booking a package and the benefits that accompany them, park reservations and park tickets, new rules for park hopping, dining reservation logistics, how quick service mobile ordering works and why it's awesome, and why now is the best time to book for 2022. So join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and Magic. Welcome aboard, everyone. Today, we are going to be diving into some vacation planning. I've got Katie here with me from Pictures and Postcards Travel, and we're going to just talk about how to book a Disney Parks trip now for later this year and into 2022. We're mostly going to be talking about Walt Disney World because it's been chugging along here for coming up on like what nine or ten months now since it reopened um we will briefly touch on disneyland out in anaheim but mostly we're going to concentrate on wdw so i'm going to bring katie on hey katie hi how are you i'm good i'm good um so we're talking about booking a trip for the disney parks now previously it was fairly easy to book it yourself you could just go to the website and it's you know a couple of buttons and off you go yeah now there's like a whole strategy there's a lot of restrictions and special circumstances and things that you really need to know about before you go so you can you know alleviate frustrations <laughs> um there's just a lot of, I guess we could say, fine print to planning a trip in, you know, within the next year or so. Yeah, for the foreseeable future, at least. Yeah, it's, there is a lot to it now. And before everything happened, before the virus and all that, you were booking a Disney trip, you know, you still had to kind of have an idea of where you wanted to go and when. And you kind of still have to have that idea now with the park reservation system and we'll get into that in a minute but there are a lot of changes that have come about and as far you know from no fast passes to making dining reservations is only a couple months in advance now there's a lot of things that you need to know because back we'll say a year and a half ago 
if you really wanted to be spontaneous, you could say, hey, you know what, let's book a trip to Disney next week. And you could get away with it. And you might pay a little bit more, but you could go and still have a really good time. And unfortunately, you can't do that right now. It's uh, You can to an extent, but if you want to go into the parks, it, it poses more of a problem. It's a lot harder to do. So yeah, there, there's a challenge. It, it, it's one of those things where a little planning now to, you know, really paying attention to like what you want to do right, is going to make it a lot easier for you later on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course that was true, like you said, a year and a half ago, but now there's a lot more, like I said, restrictions and little things that you have to think about that you did not have to think about before. Um, so we're just going to get into that. Um, but the first, the first question that I have for you is how far out can you actually book right now? So we can book through, uh, 2022, but only up to 499 days in advance. Um, when you're looking at the calendar, it shows all the way through um, 2022, uh, and there might be some ways to get around that, but really about 499 days is as far as we can go. The nice thing with Disney, and I, I kind of want to stress this, um, and I'll probably mention it a number of times, is Disney's deposit, it's $200 per room for a deposit. And that package deposit is 100% refundable. And not only is it refundable, but unlike booking a condo somewhere or going to the beach and, and booking a hotel, with Disney, you can change your dates as many times as you want and not have to pay a fee. Now, that doesn't mean that if the cost doesn't, isn't more, you're responsible if the package is more. But you're not paying, you know, a $200 move fee or anything like that. You can change your mind as often as you change your underwear. Like, it's, it's a one really nice thing about Disney. So regardless if you're staying at Pop Century or Grand Floridian, it's a $200 deposit and you're, you're off. Yep, that's it. And then your final total, your final balance is due 30 days in advance. And okay. then... So that $200 deposit, now it's 100% refundable up to that final payment date. However, if you hit the 30-day mark and say, I need to change, I can't do it next month, something came up, we need to change and we need to book it for six months from now instead, that all that money just goes towards that trip that you move. So you don't technically have to cancel. So there are... There are loopholes to that, but it's only you two- heard it here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we know we know about the loopholes. Um, okay, that's good to know. Okay, so 499 days out. That's that's you know that gets you pretty far into into 2022. Um, so the next thing, which I know is a very big question, is the the process for booking right now is really wonky so how do you how do you even because with park reservations and 
hotel, how do you go about, what's the process? You know, do you have to book your hotel and then you can make park reservations and buy tickets or would you do the tickets first and then make your hotel reservation? What is the process for that? So you should always try if you can to book everything as a package. That's going to be how you're going to save the most money when offers come out, because a lot of the offers will be, if you have a, you know, we'll call it a four night stay and at least a three day park pass, we're offering X amount percent off. Um, So you always want to try and do packages. Now I know people might just be renting a house somewhere in Florida or they have points at a Marriott and are going to stay at a hotel for free and they only need tickets. There are ways around that, but For all intents and purposes, I would say to try and always book a package. So that means, uh, and there's another reason behind that too, that package is what's going to be that $200 deposit. Now, if you book a room only, you have to pay the first night. So if you're staying at the Grand Floridian and it's $815 a night, you are responsible for $815 plus tax. And that 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 doesn't even include tickets so that's you know that you cannot make a park reservation if you don't have tickets on the ticket side of it if you purchase tickets only let's say you are staying at one of those beautiful houses that are right off disney property and all you need is a five-day park hopper and you purchase your five-day park hopper for your family of five once i purchase those tickets for you they are not refundable the only time something is refundable with Disney is if it's a package. That's awesome to know. Um, when you are doing the park hopper, do you have to say what the dates are that you're, can you use them anytime and it so, just activates the first day you use it or how is that working right now? No. So unfortunately that has not changed. If you, when you purchase tickets only, that you have to know what dates you're going to go. You can't just purchase five days and then pick and choose. You have to say, my first day is going to be June 1st, and I'm going to go, when you purchase a five-day park hopper, you have seven days to use that five-day park hopper. So anywhere between June 1st and June 8th, you can use your five days. And you have to pick those five days because you have to book a park reservation to what park you want to go to for that reservation, for those tickets. Um, So you have to know what days you're going to go. And that is, unfortunately, for me, that's probably one of the hardest things when I have clients calling me. And that's the only thing I cannot help you with. I can give you all my pros and cons for what hotel you should stay in. I can give you pros and cons all day of why you should stay on Disney property and book a package. The only thing I can't do for you is pick what days you're going to go on vacation. So you have to have an idea of when you want to go. But with that being said, with the new park reservation system, you have to have a couple of options. Because before I book anything for somebody, the first thing I do is I look at the park availability. So let's say I have a family who I know that they're super into Star Wars and Toy Story and they want to see the castle. Those Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom are the first two parks to 
book all of their park reservations. So if you tell me you want to go June 1st to June 7th, I'm going to go in, I'm going to look at park reservations and call you and say, all right, well, six of your seven days, Hollywood Studios isn't available. So you can still go to Disney. You can still book a hotel. You can still visit one of the other three parks, but you will not get into Hollywood Studios. So it poses more of a, a puzzle and trying to figure things out, which is why you want to book sooner than later. Yes. Um, and there is, I know that the current, actually, before we, before I ask this question, yeah. can you just quickly explain to everybody what park reservations are? Because yeah. Yeah. previously <laughs> this was not, a thing, you know, you could show up at the gate and buy tickets to Magic Kingdom and go to Magic Kingdom, or you could show up at the gate and buy a park hopper, and then you can just go to whatever park whenever you feel like it. And, you know, it was very just, you know, willy nilly, and you can go where you want when you want. This is something that has developed as a management tool for social distancing parks to manage social distancing and crowd sizes and all of those things. So can you just explain what park reservations are and kind of how they work? The park reservation is not to be confused with a dining reservation. And I only say that because I have had people say, no, I don't want food. It is not a dining reservation. It will not get you into a restaurant. It is also not your hotel reservation, which is getting you a place to sleep. What the park reservation is, is securing you a spot to get into the park that you want. So right now, uh, tomorrow, Epcot is open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. If you have booked prior and you went in and said, I want to go to Epcot on April 28th, you would go into the park reservation system, select your tickets and pick April 28th as Epcot. What that is doing is allowing you to go to the gate of Epcot on April 28th at 10 a.m. when the park opens or 11 a.m. when the park opens and getting in because you have reserved your spot as one of the few to be able to spend the day in Epcot. If you do not have a park reservation and there are no reservations left, so just like trying to get into the best restaurant in town on Valentine's Day, if it's, you know, you can't get in because they're at capacity, if you don't have a reservation, you're not getting into that park. So even if you have a ticket for April 28th and it's a one-day park ticket, if you don't have a reservation for the park you're trying to get into, you're not getting in. You basically have a ticket that you can't do anything with. Yeah, right now when you buy a ticket, you have to make a park reservation. The ticket, the ticket is a paperweight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you yeah. do not have a park reservation. Yeah, and and it's it's like an inst, you know, that's something that just light your money on fire. <laughs> it's a, but and so it doesn't cost anything to make the park reservation. You you're paying for the ticket to get into the park, but you're not paying for the park reservation. But on the opposite side of that. You can't say, you know what, I want to go to Epcot on April 28th. I'm going to make a park reservation. And then when I get to the park, I'll just buy my ticket then. If you don't have a ticket, you can't reserve the park. So in order to reserve your park, you have to have a ticket. And as 
your advisor to this amazing Disney vacation you're going to be purchasing, that is something that I do is before you say, I want to go to the park on April 28th, before I even say, okay, it's going to cost X amount of money, I'm going to look and say, the only thing you can do is Animal Kingdom on April 28th. Do you still want to go? Because they might have had their hearts set on Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom, but you can't do that. The only, I'm going to throw a wrench into this whole conversation that we are having at this moment. The only way you're going to get into a different park. So let's say you're going to Epcot because that's the reservation you have, but you really wanted to go to Magic Kingdom and Magic Kingdom didn't have any park reservations available. You can still get into it if, I cannot stress this enough, if you have a park hopper. If you have a park hopper at 2 p.m. when the park hopping begins, you can get into Magic Kingdom if that's the second park you're choosing. But all these, all these big words. But if you didn't use your reservation, so if you didn't get into the park, which is Epcot in this example, if you didn't scan into Epcot, you cannot hop to a second park. You have to actually honor your reservation before you can hop. And on top of that, there has to be availability to get in. And there's a phone number at the park entrances that tell you, hey, stop, wait, before you hop to the park you're going, you're, you're wanting to hop over to, call this number. We're going to tell you if they're accepting, if, if they're allowing any hopped, hopper guests to come in. So you have a possibility of still getting into that park, but not until 2 p.m. and only if there's availability after 2 p.m. Did I totally just throw everybody off? (laughs) This is why it's so important to have someone to sort of walk you through this process and kind of be your, you know, advisor, your concierge, if you will. It might sound complicated, but when you go to book... Katie's going to give you all of this information and it'll be, it'll be really easy for you. Like this, you know, that's what I was saying in the beginning, there's a lot of planning in the beginning and knowing all the rules. But once you talk to somebody and kind of flesh out how you want your trip to go and you have the, the reservations you want for all the places that you want to go. And then you'll kind of, you'll see what the rules are and it, it will be a, a lot breezier for you. So yeah. 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 It's- you kind of covered, you kind of jumped into the park hopping. So the, the that was going to be my next thing. So, um, so yeah. So you, if you make your park reservation for Epcot, you have to go to Epcot that morning, yeah. you know, enjoy the park for a few hours. Then at two o'clock you can call around to see, which other parks are accepting park hopping guests Correct. and you can head over there and spend the rest of the day over there. Yes. So I already forgot what I was going to ask about the park <laughs> reservation thing. <laughs> Maybe what it'll I, come back to me. What I can tell you about park reservations is right now, the big thing is star Wars. I mean, we have star Wars day coming up a week from today, May the 4th, May the 4th be with you all. Um, (laughs) it's the first park to go. 
and for good reason. It is a very popular park. It's got a couple great new attractions. It has Toy Story Land. Um, Rise of the Resistance is the thing everyone's wanting to do. And I can tell you that with maybe, maybe a handful of random days at the end of June and like July 1st and 2nd, Hollywood Studios has zero park availability for ticket guests or resort guests. So if you're thinking you're going to book a trip in June and get into Hollywood Studios, start figuring out a new week to go. It's booked. So it is, it's why I wanted to preface this whole call with that deposit is refundable. Book now. Make plans now for August, for September, for next March, for that matter. Make your plans now and secure your spot to get into the parks you want to get into. It's it's the only way you're getting to do what you want to do. And I just want to, I, I remembered the, the thing I want to talk about, park reservations. But before I get to that, since we just discussed park hopping, I want to make this very clear to every single person out there because it is very important and I know you'll back me up on this. Mm-hmm. When you make your park reservations, if Hollywood Studios is high on your list, you are desperate to see Rise of the Resistance and you mm-hmm. you don't want to see everything Star Wars, you are not eligible to attempt to get a boarding group for Rise of the Resistance if you do not have a park reservation for the studios. Which means that, you know, because what's happening is, you know, people are going for a week and they want to get Rise of the Resistance. So they're making their park reservation for the studios for like three or four days out of their seven-day trip because Mm -hmm. they want to ensure that they have every opportunity to try to get a boarding group, which you can, uh, I believe the first one is at seven. They release those. Is that right? Yep. And then the second one is at 1 PM. Correct. So if you think that you're going to go get your park reservation for, for magic kingdom, and then at one o'clock while you're in magic kingdom, you're going to try to get a boarding group to the, rise of the resistance at the studios because you're going to park hop over there at two you're not eligible because you did not have a a park reservation for the studios for that day so all of the priority for the rise of the resistance boarding groups goes to the people that have the park reservation for that day correct which is so you can still you can still park hop over to the studios at two and enjoy um smugglers run yeah. And, you know, ch- you know, check out the stores and, you know, the dining and all of that stuff. But you cannot get a boarding group for Rise of the Resistance. I think that's super important. If that's yeah. like a high priority, like if you're like, we're going to Disney to see this. It doesn't, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll go for 10 days. As long as we see this one time, it was worth it. You need to know that you have to have a park reservation to be able to attempt to get all those boarding groups. Yeah. And guys, I have tips and tricks on, it is not a guarantee, but I have tips and tricks on how to have your best opportunity to get a boarding group. 
It is not guaranteed. It is never a guarantee. I will never guarantee that you're getting a boarding group. But I can tell you the best ways to ensure the best possible outcome for getting a boarding group. She's going to give you a leg up. (laughs) And I will Um, very soon. And I will be attempting my secrets and will be, I am 100% confident with the information that I have to be able to get a boarding group. Well, you've done it before. So I I actually have gotten two boarding groups on. I've got it. When I went last year, you could only get a boarding group right in the morning and you had to be in the park to get the boarding group. So you had to get there before the park opened. You had to scan your ticket. You had to be in the park, find a good reception area to be able to go to a boarding group. And I did it twice, two days at Hollywood studios, two boarding groups for rise of the resistance. It was my, my information worked. I did it. Now you don't have to be in the park to get your first boarding group, but you have to have a reservation for the park. So you can, you can sleep in a little kind of, because you still got to be up before seven, but you can get your boarding group from the comfort of your bed, at least this time, as long as you're on Disney property. So, Okay. I wanted to circle back to park reservations real quick because yeah. uh, I think it's just kind of an important side note for people to understand that there's a certain amount, I guess, percentage of park reservations that are available to resort guests and a certain number that are available for just like ticket holders. So like if you're staying off property at just like, you know, the holiday Inn or whatever, and you just bought tickets. Yes. And as far as I know, I mean, it would make perfect sense that resort guests get priority. Actually, annual pass holders get the biggest priority. So they are they are the super special people that they are almost always not 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 always always almost always guaranteed to be able to get a park reservation even 3 weeks in advance, 2 weeks in advance. They are the exception. And then yes, to what you said, resort guests have the better chance of a park reservation than someone staying at the Holiday Inn. So I don't know these numbers to be true, but we're going to call it 50% is for annual pass holders. 35% is for resort guests. So that means you have to have a package. That's that $200 deposit we talked about. And 15% is for ticketed guests only. So if you are only buying a ticket, you have an even slimmer chance of getting your resort or your park reservations. Good to know. Again, those percentages are an example. Of not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's easy math. It's why I did yeah. it. <laughs> okay, so we did park reservations, park hopping. Let's jump over to some of the the new dining nuances and gray areas. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's start with dining at resorts where you are not staying. So say I'm staying at Pop Century and I want to go eat breakfast at the Grand Floridian or at the Contemporary Resort. Is that allowed right now? Yes. Yes, it is. As long as you have a reservation. Okay. Now, 
some. What about the quick service locations? Yeah, it's from everything that I'm understanding. Yes, you are still able to go and eat at other resorts. That has not stopped. You are still on property. You can you have access to all of all of those. You can still go eat wherever you want to eat if it has a reservation. They are 100% recommended. Um, they have started this on on the app where you could join a wait a waiting list, but they do get full very quickly. So reservations are 100% recommended, but you are still allowed to go to other resorts to eat. That has not stopped. I did hear somebody say, like, with, with the reservation, of course, because you can, uh, you know, if you're driving over, if you've rented a car or whatever, you can just tell the cast member at the gate that you have a reservation and give them your name and they can actually see that you do have a reservation. Correct. Um, and do check because you have your bad apples that say that are staying at the Holiday Inn and don't want to pay the $25 parking fee and will go to the Polynesian and say, I'll have a reservation for Kona Cafe. And those gate security will look and you have to have a reservation because people have tried and do still try to say they have a reservation to be able to park and not have to pay to park. So they will check to make sure you have a reservation. So make sure you have a reservation. The other tip that I heard is if you are attempting to go to a quick service location is to put your mobile order in. Yes. And then when you pull up to the gate, you can show the gate guy, like, I put my mobile order in and I'm just here to go pick it up, you know, yeah. and they'll, they'll let you through. So yeah. obviously be respectful. Oh, yeah. Act, act, you know, go, go pick up and pay for what you mobile ordered (laughs) uh and uh you know don't be a terrible disney person (laughs) but yeah so when you hear us talking about like the restaurants and things that we like um like if you want to go get that french press from (laughs) from kona cafe that katie loves so much uh you know you can put your mobile order in and and then just let them know that you're, you're stopping in to pick up your order and off you go. And just touching on, on mobile orders really quick. I, I tell all of my clients this, when you call me, I will tell you the same thing is have the Disney app and use mobile ordering. Um, I can tell you from personal experience, well, the first time I ever used it and, and being new to it and you're like, I don't want to do this. Guys, I got my food so much faster than people that were in line. I mean, we had friends with us that didn't want to do the mobile order because they needed to look at the menu when the menu's on my phone. And I was looking at the same thing. And I ordered, waited, got my food before they even got to the register to place their order. So mobile ordering is amazing. It is it is awesome. Mobile order. <laughs> and then... I- I know that I would be one of those people that would be apprehensive about it because I have moments of being like basically a toddler and it's like, I want, I don't want lettuce and I don't want the pickle and I, you know, I want two slices of cheese on my, you know, (laughs) it's like, 
I you, want what you have on the menu, but I want it to be completely different than how you have it. <laughs> you are talking right now to the world's pickiest eater. Um, my sister, actually, it's a huge joke in our family because I am the person that goes to a restaurant and orders French onion soup and asks them to strain the onions out. Um, true story. Have done it. I don't, I like French onion soup. I love the taste. I want the cheese. I want the crouton. I don't want the onions. And I <laughs> just, I, it's so stupid. But anyways, you're talking to the world's people. I am just right? learning this now. We've <laughs> known each other two decades. I, I, I feel like, I feel like every week now I'm learning some like weird new food <laughs> thing with you. <laughs> With mobile ordering, I'm able to be picky and make requests. And and even if you forget to do something, they're really good about, like, when you're up at the counter waiting and, like, hey, my order's number 573. I forgot to ask for extra cheese. Can you help me out? And they're really good about it. So I am I am an advocate for mobile ordering. And, and honestly, with the social distancing and limitations inside buildings and everything they're actually trying to get everybody to utilize the mobile ordering so yeah it's the it's the way so there is space there for you to put in special requests or if you have like some like if you need to make sure that something is gluten-free or you know dairy-free or you know like a special eating requirements that you have for health reasons or just because you're like me and you don't want the pickles on your burger. <laughs> don't want onions in your soup. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's, that's awesome. I, so that would have been my biggest barrier to using it is that exact thing, like being able to get exactly the way that I want it. Yeah. Cool. So let's just talk about that a little bit more. I'm curious about how the payment structure or the process with that works do you pay through the app or do you pay when you pick it up uh no you pay right through the app um now i will say i have obviously not used it in over a year i'm assuming they have made changes the last time i used it there was not an option to charge it to your room so you had to use the credit card that you had on file which is really weird like so okay for me for i'm 100 organized i when i go to disney i charge every single thing to my room even if i buy a two dollar cup of cheese because i forgot with the print whatever like if i buy the smallest thing i charge every single thing to my room because I then have a running tally of what I'm spending and I haven't taken cash out and I'm just OCD and I'm weird. And that's just how I do it. Back in the last time I used it, you didn't have that option. You had to use your credit card that's on your, my Disney experience account, or you could scan in and it actually was really cool. Cause all it did was like take a picture of your card. So for anyone that is um, that has Apple and, you are trying to set up your Apple Pay and it lets you just take a picture of your credit card and it picks all the numbers up. That's what it did. I think, I, I will not know the answer for this for a couple weeks, but I think that now they have the option on there to charge it to your room. But 
the long-winded answer to your question is yes, you pay for everything as you, you do it. You review it all, you make changes, you pick your drink, your dessert, your whatever it is, and you pay for it there, and then you hit done and send it through. Okay. Well, I'll check back with you when we do your trip review about the how your experience is with the mobile ordering. So the great thing about mobile ordering, this is what I see people talk about when I'm lurking in the Disney groups, is while you're waiting in line for an attraction, yep. you know, if you know, like, okay, man, I'm in, in an hour, I'm going to be hangry and this, we're going to be waiting in this line for 30 minutes. So I'm going to set, I'm going to place my mobile order so I can go pick it up in 45 minutes. <laughs> yep. I was a great minds think alike. Cause I was actually just going to touch on that. <laughs> so you have this kind of great opportunity to, while you're waiting in line, kind of twiddling your thumbs, having that conversation with your group about what do you guys want to eat? We can put our order in right now and we get off this ride. We can go pick our food up and yep. there's a, uh, fluidity to it because you're not going to have to wait in another line to order once you get off an attraction or as you're making your way you know across the park you can just kind of go get your food immediately which I think is pretty awesome yeah when you when you hit the um so you placed your order you entered in your payment information and you hit done that is step one when you're actually at the restaurant, you say, I'm here, start my order. So if you're, you pl- you're waiting in line for flight of passage, right? And you want to get food at Flame Tree Barbecue, which guys, quick service, Flame Tree Barbecue at Animal Kingdom, amazing. You can figure out what everyone wants, you know, get Billy the pulled pork sandwich. And I'm going to get ribs and barbecue mac and cheese and place your entire order pay for it, wait the rest of the 45 minutes for flight of passage. As soon as you're walking off the flight of passage, you could potentially say, I'm here, start my order, even though you're not really there. And by the time you get to Flame Tree Barbecue, your order has already been started. Now, this is where what you said, the fluidity comes into it because you don't want to hit it too soon because then your food might get cold because they're starting your food because you said you were there. But... If you hit it when you get to the restaurant, you are going to wait a little bit for your food to be prepared. So it's kind of a fine line in between what you, you know, what you ordered, how long it's going to take. But they tell you, like, when you hit, I'm here, start my order, they'll say, okay, your food will be ready in about 15 minutes. And it's pretty accurate. So you know how fast you have to walk, basically. Yeah, it's a good, I think it's a good, like, time management uh, tool. Okay. Now I want to. Um, can I say one more thing about park res- or uh, dining reservations? Yes. So in the past, dining reservations were made six months in advance. They are not. They are only a couple months in advance now, two months in advance. And on top of that, they're only at 50% capacity in the restaurant. So it's a play. It's a waiting game of trying to get the restaurant you want and then you know we we constantly check to see if where you want so you want to have an idea of where you want to eat so we can 
get those reservations as soon as we they're available. Yeah, I'm actually going to jump into that. This is kind of like the last big thing I have on my list is now this is going to be specific to in-park dining reservations. There are still resort dining locations where you can, you know, make your reservation. When we, we talked about that earlier, as long as you have a reservation, they'll let you onto the resort property and you can go have your meal. But specifically pertaining to in-park dining reservations, I, I just want to talk about some of the do's and don'ts of this because as we were talking earlier about park reservations, there's no way around just because you want to go to Magic Kingdom and there's no park reservations, don't think you're going to make a, a dining reservation for Crystal Palace and they're going to all of a sudden let you in the Magic Kingdom. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about some of the rules with the in-park dining reservations. Yeah. So if you're going to make, basically, if you wanted to eat We'll use Crystal Palace and Magic Kingdom. You want to go to Crystal Palace for breakfast. You have to have a park reservation for Magic Kingdom in order to use that. They're not going to just let you in. You can make, when you're in the park, obviously you can make reservations for whatever. So if you know you're going to Magic Kingdom, you can make your Magic Kingdom reservations. Here's where the gray area comes in. Let's say you're going to Magic Kingdom and you have a park hopper and you're planning to park hop over to Epcot at 2 p.m. And you have dinner reservations for Coral Reef. You are allowed to park hop. And that's all well and good. And you're park hopping over to there. So you have your reservation. You can eat at Coral Reef. If you're at Magic Kingdom and you're trying to park hop and Epcot doesn't have any more availability, the same rule applies that just because you have a reservation, they're not going to let you in if they're at capacity. So you have to be very careful about where you're going to make reservations for and what you're planning on doing. The main rule of thumb is only make a reservation. Only make a dining reservation <laughs> for a location inside of the park where you have your park reservation. Pretty much, yeah. So you can only have one park reservation per day. Yep. <laughs> so if your park reservation for Tuesday is Epcot then find a restaurant in Epcot to make a dining reservation at. Yeah, there's Don't no assume you're going to be able to eat dinner at any other park. Maybe you will, but do you really want to take that chance when you've right. already spent all this money and time planning this vacation and then all of a sudden you can't park hop into this park because right. it's at capacity. And here and and dining reservations. So you can make dining reservations. You can make as many as you want. My trip coming up, I have a reservation for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I have three dining reservations. Yes, I'm being a little bit of a reservation snot and holding them. I do have expectations to use these reservations, which is why I made them. You can cancel up to 24 hours in advance and not be penalized. So if on Sunday, we have a reservation on Sunday at 7 p.m. to eat at 50's Primetime Diner. That's all well and good. I have a park reservation for Hollywood Studios. That is why I made that dining reservation. Let's just say at 6 o'clock, I decide I don't want to eat at 50's Primetime Diner anymore. 
if one hour before my reservation, I change my mind, I am paying $10 per person to cancel that reservation. You have to cancel 24 hours in advance. If on Saturday I change my mind and say, I'm not feeling it anymore. Let's just enjoy the park. I can cancel without penalty. But the reason I'm telling you about the cancellation thing is back to only make a reservation for the park you have a reservation for. Because if you're making Coral Reef and you don't get into Epcot and you have a party of six, not being able to get into the into Epcot is costing you $60 to not show up because you couldn't get into the park. So Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. That is news to me. Yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously, you know, Disney's not, they're not going to do it for everybody. So don't, don't, uh, you know, bring this recording to the cast member in front of 50s primetime diner and said, Katie said, because it is, it is a case by case basis, but there are times when you can, you know, let's say that your kid gets sick and you're supposed to be at 50s primetime diner in 20 minutes they have made exceptions. They can make exceptions, but they're not always going to. So you can't bank on them being an amazing cast member saying, oh, no, I get it. Like rules are rules and rules are there for a reason. But there is there's a possibility they could be nice about it. But if you're not there to tell them your story because you didn't have a park reservation, get charged. Well, and it's special times, right? We have Limited availability. Yep. You know, I don't know what their process is or if they're even doing it at all, taking walk-ups. They are taking walk-ups. They want you to honor the reservation that you made. Yeah. And the walk-ups. So the walk-ups too. And actually, like, I knew about this, but I didn't physically look at it. I was looking on um, my Disney app the other day just to kind of get ideas of, so... I was I was watching a video and I saw at Olga's Cantina at, in uh, Galaxy's Edge that they have this numbing fizz in one of their drinks. Don't know why I've been to Hollywood Studios a few times since Galaxy's Edge opened and I never knew about this numbing fizz. And now I really want to try this numbing fizz. So anyways, I was looking through the dining and you have to be put on a list and there's a couple restaurants that say, okay, well, you can get up, put on the list, and it's a 60-minute wait. Or most of the restaurants said the walk-up list is full for the day. And you can't get, you can't, there's no more walk-ups. So it's limited for your walk-ups, too. But yeah, that's so you numbing- have the reservation, honor it. You know, somebody else that might have really wanted it. You know, don't be wasteful. <laughs> and I mean, if you think, you know, I I make reservations. I know, like, when I go to Disney, guys, I'm not going to lie. When I go to Disney, the thing I dislike the most is dining reservations. I have a reason for it. I appreciate one or two throughout my stay. But I am very happy with quick service food. Like, Flame Tree Barbecue, guys, if you've never eaten a Flame Tree Barbecue, I've... Uh, you are missing out. It has some of the best food at, Hall- at Animal Kingdom. But I make reservations for almost every day because I, as my trip gets closer, like I'll look at Disney food blog or I watch um, 
I watch YouTube videos or TikTok videos of somebody who only their TikTok is only things to eat and drink at Disney. And I watch the stuff and it's like, I really want to try that. So I make a reservation and I might cancel the day before and I'm helping you out. So I have all intents and purposes of eating at these restaurants, but you're allowed to change your mind. So if you think you want to do it, make a reservation, you can still cancel the day before and not be penalized. And let's say I decide not to eat a 50s primetime diner next Saturday or next Sunday. On Saturday afternoon, I'm going to make some family of three super happy that they were checking the app and found that a reservation for three opened up at 645. I'm sorry that you didn't have the reservation ahead of time, but you know, as of right now, that's where I'm eating next Sunday. So yeah, that's a have to plan. Yeah, because if if you you know, and that just goes to like if you tried to get a dining reservation somewhere and couldn't get it, just keep checking. Yeah, because people change their mind, or you know, somebody says I'd rather park hop and try to eat somewhere else, or maybe we should go spend the afternoon at the pool that day. So cancel the lunch reservation. Um, there's all kinds of reasons people move their plans around. Um, but yeah, that's good to know that if you're within that 24-hour time frame, you could get charged. Yep. Just a real quick sort of rounding this out that that's kind of like the the big things I had on my list um for you too when after you ask your question no you can you can go for it right now so it kind of goes back to the beginning of our conversation today about making reservations um everybody you know two things I can't tell you what to do are when to go and where to stay um, I can give you my opinions for places to stay, but when it comes to places to stay right now, because of capacity, not every resort is open. So like moderate resorts, there are five moderate resorts. There's the cabins at Fort Wilderness, there's Caribbean Beach, there's Coronado, and you have your two Port Orleans resorts, Riverside and French Quarters. Well, Riverside and French Quarters are not open right now. Um, so there is some limitedness to the places to stay, but when we talked earlier about making changes and changing your mind as often as you change your underwear, let's say in November, I have a reservation. I really, really want to stay at Port Orleans Riverside, but it's not available, but I know I'm going in November no matter what. I'm going to make a reservation for wherever. If Port Orleans opens, not only can you change your dates and what you want to do, you can change your hotel too. So if it opens up, as long as there's availability, we can change your hotel. But there is limited, there are limited hotels available. Not everything is open, unfortunately. So, but again, if it op- if the one you really want to stay at, they just announced that Boardwalk is going to be opening up back up in July. If that was a place that you're looking to stay at, you can't stay there right now this week, but you can make a reservation for it for when you do want to go come July. So, And I anticipate that we'll see a few more openings after the summer. Yeah, as of right now, the only uh, boardwalk was the last one that they announced opening. Um, the Polynesian Village Resort is scheduled to open late July. They have not made the official announcement on that yet, 
word on the street is Port Orleans is opening here. They have not said that at all, but there are hopefully as things start to open up, like you said, as things start to open up and they, when, and if they increase capacity to the parks, they're going to obviously have to have more rooms available. So, yeah. And all of these things that we were talking about, the park reservations that you tie to your park ticket, how park hopping works, these are in place indefinitely. Yes. Uh, so, you know, if you're like, well, I'll just go at the end of 2022 and all of that stuff will be gone. There is no reason to believe that that would be the case. Nope. It looks like at least for some period of time, Disney plans to stick with this system. You know, and again, you can call Katie and she can help you with this. There's a way to work with it that will still allow you to have an awesome vacation. But I just don't want anybody to think, well, I'll just wait till summer next year. There's no reason we've been given no reason to believe that anything will be different in a year or two years or five years. I I truthfully do not foresee park reservations going away at any time within the next few years. I don't, I could be wrong. I'm not, I'm speaking. This is strictly my opinion. I don't see it going away. I think it's working for them and I don't see them getting rid of it. I feel the same way. I hope they go away. (laughs) And and I mean, for, for what it's worth, I mean, if you have $200 to spare, you know, you're not out anything. I can't stress it enough. You are not out that $200 as long as you know, at least a month in advance, you don't want to do it anymore. You're not out anything. And all you've done is say, I want to go to magic kingdom on day one and Hollywood studios on day two. And if you're lucky and they get rid of it, then you just did legitimately 10 minutes worth of work for nothing. And you just change your mind. You know, you don't have to worry about that, but why risk it? It's true. Um, The other thing I do just want to bring up is I keep seeing again in the, in the Disney groups where I lurk, (laughs) uh, lots of people asking about, masks going away by the fall and i just want everybody to know josh tomorrow who is the head of walt disney parks resorts and experiences so he's like the guy has said that masks are not going anywhere in 2021 so if you are trying to make a a, you know plan a trip to go this year at least in some part you will be wearing a mask in the park. Yep. So don't think that, you know, oh, by October, nobody will be wearing masks and we'll all be able to like be one foot away from each other in the line again and all of that. It's that that's not happening. They've already said that that's not happening. They have made a recent change where you can remove your mask for a photo if you're standing still and you're socially distanced from like people not in your group. Yes. But otherwise, if you're walking around the park, if you're standing in line, you if you're on a ride, like you're wearing the mask. You need to have your mask on. You're, you can't even drink 
in line. You have you to have walk. your mask on. Yeah. You can't walk it. You can't be like, oh, I'm just going to keep a drink in my hand the entire day and just sip water all day and walk around. If you want a drink, you have to be standing. Like you have to be still with your yes. mask. It's yeah, they're, they're not, there's no end in sight for masks, unfortunately. And they're not messing around. Oh like, no, no. The cast members will come up to you and say, you need to put your mask on. So don't test the waters. Just know right now. And, and I foresee this sprinkling into 2022 a little bit. Oh yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's but. not. They're not going to stay on January first. Okay, all set. You can take it off now. It's not. It's going to be a while. Yeah. So just you know, bring a couple of masks per person so you can switch them out each day so you have a clean one. And uh, I no. I, my new favorite actually. So I, <laughs> I just you're going to love it. Wait till you see my new ones. I just bought stitch masks for my trip. The Disney masks, guys, are actually really comfortable. Like, real, they're breathable. They're, they feel heavy. They're a little bit thicker, but they are actually, they feel lightweight. They're, they're very comfortable. I have, for my, I'm going for four days, and I have, it, I have at least two masks per day packed that I intend on wearing because it will be hot. So, and, that's not including the other set that I'm buying when I'm there. But wait, do you see my stitch masks? They're so cute. Yeah, you'll have to get some photos with those of on. Of course. I yeah, that's one. a good point, too. When you're going when it's warm, pack some extras because you get a little bit sweaty. and. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I did, kind of backtracking to dining really quick, that I just wanted to let everyone know. Character dining is still happening. But the characters don't come to your table. So they're, you know, if you go to Chef Mickey's, Chef Mickey's is still an option, but Mickey and the gang don't come to your table. They kind of just walk around, kind of have a dance party and that's it. So there's still character dining, just not the way that you might be used to it. They will stop though. I've seen like, they'll kind of stop in a corner so you can kind of like what you know you selfie. can do like the selfie, selfie. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so you can start kind of still get a little personal experience but yeah it's not it's not the you know where they go around the table and everybody can get a hug if they want and all of that stuff it's right but if your kids like really wanting to see a character it's a way to do it <laughs> Um, that's a good point. I forgot, I forgot to write that down. Last but not least, we were talking beforehand about offers. Disney has released offers. Um, there was one or two offers that they released earlier this year. I can't imagine that there won't be more. I know that when, when you have clients that book with you, Yep. So if I was to book a, a trip right now to go in October, mm-hmm. if an offer came out next week, you would actually look at the offer and then go into my booking and see if you could apply any of that offer to me to save me money or get me an upgrade for, you know, nothing extra and vice versa. 
Why don't you kind of like talk about that for a minute? Yeah. So um, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because that's the one thing I forgot about when you book ahead of time. Um, Your prices, when, when you book early, you're basically locked in. You won't pay anything more unless you add things. So even if you're planning on going in October, um, and there's no offers today for October, and you're going to pay $3,000 for your trip, if in three weeks an offer comes out, basically what happens is I get notification an offer came out. I review what the offer is. I go through my entire list, go into everyone's bookings and say, hey, look. Hey, Dawn, I was able to save you $500. Your trip now went down. There are stipulations with Disney offers where it's either you have to stay for X amount of nights or you have to be staying at a specific hotel or you have to have a certain amount of tickets to the park. So there are going to be stipulations. But as long as it applies to your trip, I literally go in and click a button and save you money or get you an upgrade. A lot of people have asked me, why can't I just book this on my by myself? It's, it's all the same. So booking with an advisor, calling me and booking a trip with me, what are you getting? You're, you're, if you're comparing trips, apples to apples, it is the same price to the penny. There's no upcharges. I don't charge any fees. I don't do anything. I basically walk you through every single thing you need to know about when you're going to Disney. I help you plan a itinerary, get all of this stuff done. Here's where the benefit comes in. If an offer comes out, hey, Don, you booked your trip by yourself. There are thousands of other people that that trip applies to. You have to call by yourself and sit on hold for countless hours. And I can tell you there are countless hours because that is the only way you as booking by yourself can make your change. And by that time, is there anything left? All I do is click a button. So you're basically, you're, you're saving time. Uh, I, my, my slogan when I talk to clients is, all you have to do is show up at the airport on time. I take care of everything for you. That includes saving you money or getting you upgrades. I had somebody pre-COVID who an offer came out for free dining. They were originally only staying at, a moderate resort that at the way it ended up working out is for only like a hundred dollars more or a couple hundred dollars more. I was able to upgrade them to a deluxe resort and get them free dining. And yes, they paid a little bit more, but they upgraded where they were staying. They ended up going from like Caribbean beach to animal kingdom lodge, Savannah view. So, yeah. So that's the thing is like, if I'm, you know, if I make my reservation or say I want to go in January next year and you know, yeah. I book seven, seven nights or, you know, six nights, seven days, this, this standard one week. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I've got my tickets and my room and all of that stuff. And then Disney says, you know, we're going to do buy four tickets, get two free. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you look at my reservation and say, well, she, you know, She's going to be paying for six park tickets when she goes, when her package comes to, you know, the 30 day mark and she's got to pay it out. But if I apply this offer, all of a sudden that package has decreased in price, it has decreased in price because I, I, you were able to apply that for park tickets, get two free. Yep. 
So, you know, just it, from a busy, <laughs> from a busy standpoint and, and all of the other things that goes into planning a vacation, like, do we have all the right clothes? Do we need to bring ponchos and sunscreen and all blah, blah, blah. Now you don't have to worry about, oh, I saw this commercial that they're doing this thing. I'm going to, like you said, I've heard some horror stories about like eight hours on hold trying to make changes because somebody decided to book their own <laughs> book yeah. on their own. Um, but if you do this through Katie, she just does it for you and then calls you. You you might not have even known there was an offer out there in the world yet. And she's calling you or emailing you saying, hey, I just got you two days free. So you're, the cost of your trip just went down, you know, five or $600. You're going to be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Now that's not going to happen every time. No. But it's no. nice that there's somebody out there looking specifically to see if they can save you money up until the day that you have to make that final payment. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. I mean, I've had clients who, you know, they, they call and they're like, I want to go in September and I'm going to just pay in full today. And then in a month from now, an offer comes out, you get refunded that money. It's not like you're out it because you paid in full. Like you get your money back if you've overpaid. So it's really nice. And if, you know, just so nobody thinks when I, when I was talking about changing a client from one hotel to the other, if a change like that comes about, I make sure I include you on what's happening. Like, I don't just say, Hey, by the way, I changed your hotel for you. You know, I call and say, Hey, Hey Don, you can go from a moderate resort to a deluxe resort and it's only going to cost you $200 more. Do you want to do that? Or do you want to stay with your price? And you know, I, big changes like that, I review with people. But in case anyone is new to resorts, going from a moderate to a deluxe is a big deal. Because once you so go deluxe, you huge don't. Huge jump. Yeah. I can tell you as a current deluxe snob, once you go deluxe, you don't go back to moderate. Oh, yeah. Katie is like so extra. <laughs> I'm extra. <laughs> Love it. My I'm, I'm is slumming it over in the all-star resorts. <laughs> I will say the one thing I have not done yet, and, and currently it's not even available. They're not offering these rooms right now, but our club level rooms, that's next on my list. Once I get club level, I've hit it. I've hit it big and I'm not ever going anywhere else. I've had club level one time <sighs> at Paradise Pier at Disneyland way back in the day, like 2002. <laughs> and that was because I was a cast member. So I got the discount and I got club level. Very my dad nice. in heaven, he was like, oh my God, look at all this free food. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of Disneyland, I we're not going to get into it. I just want to mention, yes, they're reopening April 30th. If somebody out there that hears us happens to be a California resident and you want to book a trip to Disneyland, you can call Katie and she can take care of that for you. Everybody else has to wait. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, I do it all guys. Like I, 
I do anything. If, if Disney is in the name, whether it's Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, anything Disney, I can book. If it's just Disney tickets, I can help you. If it's just a Disney hotel, I can help you. It does not have to be a Disney package. Anything Disney. And just to throw it in there, anything not Disney related, I can also help you with. If, you know, you are weird like that and go to places that aren't Disney. I mean, <laughs> does that. but if you need a change and don't want to go to Disney, you can call me too. But Disney is my passion. I love Disney, obviously. <laughs> and Disney Cruise Line does have itineraries released that you can book right now. Yes, they do. So that's an option too. If you're looking out, you know, into the future and you're thinking you want to try a Disney cruise, they, uh, you know, obviously nothing is currently sailing, but they have released itineraries. So again, you can get your reservation in now. So you have your spot held and don't forget, you know, um, the Disney Vero Beach Resort, Disney Hilton Head Island Resort, yeah. Disney Lani Resort out in Hawaii. They're they're all open and booking. So if you wanna head to, you know, like I said, Vero Beach, Florida, Hilton Head, um, over in South Carolina or out in Hawaii, those are options too. So you can get the Disney name without being at a Disney park. Yeah, and those resorts are beautiful resorts. Alani is going to be a little bit of the exception to what I'm about to say, but when you just because they say Disney, Disney's Vero Beach, Disney's Hilton Head Resort, um, it's not Disney in your face. It's not characters everywhere, and that's where Alani comes a little bit. You know, you do have Mickey and Minnie there, there Lilo and Stitch, obviously, but. It's more of a resort where you go on the beach, but you have that Disney name. Everyone knows the Disney name. They are top in their class for hospitality, and that is what you are getting when you stay at one of those Disney resorts is that Disney brand. Yeah, they're all on my list. Oh, yeah. I, uh, Hawaii's next for me. That, that's, that's where I'm going next. <laughs> for when? When I say next, I mean, like, I already have this trip, obviously, in, in nine days. Um, I have my trip that's in 308 days booked for Disney World. Um, so when I decide to go somewhere that's not Florida and Disney World, it will be Hawaii. But that might not be for a few years. But I already have two Disney trips booked in the next 365 days. I don't have a problem. uh okay is there anything else that you feel like you want to mention before we pull this thing up to our stop no just that i mean it's it's a lot and it might sound confusing guys but i promise when we actually start you know finding a week that you want to go or two weeks or five weeks for that matter i'll talk you through everything and basically again I'll make it so all you have to do is show up at the airport on time. And I can promise you it will be a very stress-free, enjoyable, magical stay at Walt Disney World. So don't let this uh, deter you from booking. And just real quick, where is the best 
way people can get in touch with you if they want to start looking at pricing and all that stuff? Yeah. So um, I offer free quotes and, you know, help planning. You can reach me on the Maiden Magic site, obviously, on our Facebook page, or you can email me personally at kfisher, F-I-S-H-E-R, at nyaaa.com. Um, or you can reach me at the Pictures and Postcards Facebook page. Anywhere you see my name, you can pretty much reach me. If you guys are not in our Facebook group, um, just type in Maine and Magic Friends and get in our Facebook group. And I have all the information there. It's easy if you do the upfront work and Katie can help you with all of that. So highly recommend Like I said, I use her, my family uses her because we're just at the point now where we don't want to deal with it. (laughs) So highly recommend. And it's easy. It's fun for me. I love doing it. I love it. It's, it's peaceful for me to book trips. It's my therapy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like everyone's plans. I'm like, Oh my God, I got you. It's just so much easier to kind of like have somebody else. That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us. Thanks to my guest Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. If you're heading to the Disney parks or looking at booking a Disney cruise or Adventures by Disney experience, Katie can help you get the best prices and discounts along with custom planning and itineraries all at no cost to you. You can find her online at picturesandpostcardstravel.com, on Facebook and Instagram at picturesandpostcardstravel, or you can email her directly at kfisher at nyaaa.com. Now that you've had a listen, we invite you to join our Maine and Magic Friends community on Facebook to share your thoughts about the episode. You're welcome to pop in to share an idea, story, or photo and connect with other Disney fans. You can also ask questions, get and give advice, post updates from the parks, and just have fun. Head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Maine and Magic to join. If you've got a comment or a question, you can also email me at mainandmagic at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram at Maine and Magic. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thank you so much for listening, and of course, in the Disney tradition, around here we don't like to say goodbye, so we say, see you real soon!